हरे कृष्णा टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट टू हैव हर ग्रेस प्रेमा पद्मिनी माता जी फ्रॉम बैंगलोर एंड माता जी विल एनलाइटन अस ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम 5.6.19 सो माता जी प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल नाउ हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा थैंक यू ऑल वेरी मच थैंक यू माता जी नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारने जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्ट प्राएव भद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैस्तिकी मुखम करोति निभूत निज लाभ निवृत्त तृष्णा श्रेयसी अत द्रचनया चिचुप्त बुद्धे लकुणया भय आत्मलोक नमो भगवते the supreme personality of Godhead Lord Deva, was fully aware of his true identity. Therefore, he, uh, no, let me do word to word also. Nitya Anubhuta, due to being always conscious of his real identity, Nidhalabha Nibhritta Krishna, who is complete in himself, Shreyasi in life's genuine welfare, Atat Rachanaya, by expanding activities in the material world, mistaking the body for the self, Chira for a long time, Supta sleeping, Buddhehe whose intelligence, Lokasya of men, Yaha who Lord Rishabhadeva, Karunaya by causeless mercy, Abhayam fearlessness. आत्मलोकम द रियल आइडेंटिटी ऑफ द सेल्फ आख्यात इंस्ट्रक्टेड नमः रिस्पेक्टफुल ओबेसेंसेस भगवते अंत द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडेड ऋषभाय अंत लॉर्ड ऋषभदेवा तस्मै अंत हिम ट्रांसलेशन द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडेड ऋषभदेवा वाज फुल्ली अवेयर ऑफ हिज ट्रू आइडेंटिटी देयरफॉर ही वाज सेल्फ सफिशिएंट एंड ही डिड नॉट डिजायर एक्सटर्नल ग्रेटिफिकेशन There was no need for him to aspire for success, since he was complete in himself. Those who unnecessarily engage in bodily conception 
atmosphere of materialism are always ignorant of their real self-interest. Out of his costless mercy, Lord Vishabhadeva taught the self's real identity and the goal of life. He therefore offered our respectful obeisances unto the Lord who appeared as Lord Vishabhadeva. This is the summary of this chapter in which the activities of Lord Vishabhadeva are described. Being the Supreme Personality of God at Himself, Lord Rishabhadeva is complete in Himself. We living entities as parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord should follow the instructions of Lord Rishabhadeva and become self-sufficient. We should not create unnecessary demands due to the bodily conception. When one is self-realized, is sufficiently satisfied due to being situated in his original spiritual position. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 18, Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nasotati Nakankshati. This is the goal of all living entities. Even though one may be situated within this material world, he can become fully satisfied and devoid of anchoring and death, lamentation simply by following the instructions of the Lord as set forth in Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam. Satisfaction to self realization is called Swarupananda, the conditioned soul. Eternally sleeping in darkness does not understand his self-interest. He simply tries to become happy by making material adjustments. But that is impossible. It is therefore said in Srimad Bhagavatam, Nate Vidu Gatim Vishnum. Due to gross ignorance, the conditioned soul does not know that his real self-interest is to take shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. To try to become happy by adjusting the material atmosphere is a useless endeavor. Indeed, it's impossible. By his personal behavior and instructions, Lord Vishabhadeva enlightened the conditioned soul and showed him how to become self-sufficient in his spiritual identity. Thus, in Bhaktivedanta uh, purport of the 5th canto, 6th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled, The Activities of Lord Vishabhadeva. Um, So, <clears throat> this is a wonderful uh, chapter on Lord Rishabhadeva, who is the personality of Godhead appearing in the dynasty of the great King Prevrata, son of Swayambhu Manu. And the most important thing of Lord Rishabhadeva is his instructions how to attain the perfection of life. To following, I mean, this is what he instructed his sons also. And imagine, even he gave these instructions not like at the end of life or something. He gave them in their beginning of life, even before they became kings. This was Lord Rishabhadeva's instructions to them. I mean, he instructed them on uh, how to become self-realized first. That's very important. So it's not that at the end of life you have nothing else to do. Okay, then you have to keep thinking about, I'm not this body, I have to go back with, you know, until then you just enjoy. This is the materialistic concept. And here he's saying that from the very beginning we have to be aware of our true identity. Similarly, even in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna at the very beginning of Bhagavad Gita that you're not this body. That's the first thing you should understand. He, uh, you know, the very first instruction was that 
But suppose father-in-law only tells the daughter-in-law all these instructions for the daughter, she allows them to do whatever indulging them, then she will feel, you know, uh, she won't feel like following. So in the same way, Rishabhadeva has instructed his own sons on the, uh, so we can understand that this is truly uh, the real benefit for us. Nate Vidu Vishnu. Prahalad Maharaj, he has also said, and that's quoted here by Prabhupada, that how um, we don't know that the real, our real benefit is in uh, taking shelter of Vishnu. That is in our real uh, self interest. Uh, Krishna is uh, as a person giving this self knowledge, which normally materialistic people think should come in the end. Dharma, Atta, Kama, enjoy nicely and finally, but Krishna does the opposite. In Bhagavad Gita, he is giving self knowledge first and then asking him to engage in your worldly duties. So, that is why Arjuna is very confused. Why are you giving me all the self-knowledge if you want me to, uh, you know, and then you're giving that to me and saying that fight the war. Why should I fight the war? Is it telling me that, because he always thought that self-knowledge is only for when you are uh, aspiring for mukti. So he said, okay, I'll go for mukti. Why are you asking me to do karma? But karma yoga is different. You have knowledge. You have renunciation and yet you do karma with full knowledge. That is very powerful in completely purifying our consciousness and doing everything in a devotional mood. From, uh, you know, negative, okay, we want sense gratification. When that is slowly purified and you come to the, when you get self-knowledge, you come to the zero level. Okay, no sense gratification. But there has to be positive uh, engagements. And that is why in the material world, all action—it's not that everybody is just going to be sitting and meditating and being paramamsas. If they do, also it's fantastic. We can all be elevated back to God. But uh, still, but Krishna wants this world to go on for the rectification of so many souls still waiting to you know, come in. Uh, so uh, we need our purification, and. Um, and so he sends people also to act as ideals and also he says continue acting in that way, setting an ideal example for others to follow. So that, and for that we need to become ideal, you need to have self-knowledge. That I'm not this body. That's fundamental and Prabhupada in every lecture, in so many ways, he keeps on hammering this point. Understand that you're not this body. That's the, and that is why Prabhupada's lectures always, uh, you know, uh, talking about this, always about Krishna, so much about Krishna, focused on uh, Krishna and what is our relationship with him. You know, just uh, encouraging us and pushing us towards taking full shelter of Krishna. Every purport, every lecture, he is just, you know, so much dedicated to taking uh, the flock, his flock back to Godhead. It's not easy. It's not an easy job to take other people back to Godhead in Kali Yuga. And only Prabhupada could do it because he was so focused. And that's why his lectures are so powerful. Everybody is charged at the end of a Bhagavatam lecture. You don't see such kind of 
you know, enthusiasm, Jai Prabhupada, they all, you know, as, as if they are already in the spiritual world. So, that is, uh, uh, you know, he's also telling us to first understand that I'm not this body. And, uh, and Vishwabhadeva also, that is what he was saying. And, and by the time, he showed it. Imagine, he's the Supreme Lord, and he's doing such tapasya just for us. See how much compassion and love for us. That he gave up his kingdom and then he's wandering around uh, with us without, I mean, you know, uh, doing this kind of extreme tapasya to show how I'm not this body. And uh, of course, he was, we cannot imitate him. He was a Paramahamsa, I mean, he's the Lord acting as a Paramahamsa and so on. And uh, so, and he showed that actually, because we need something to see broadly outside uh, ourselves, we need to see it in live uh, display, then only we are convinced. So just to understand I'm not this body and we should not in, internally, we should be very happy uh, uh, and all that external things, sense gratification doesn't matter. All that seems theory. But when it comes to practice, we wonder, is it really true? How can it be? So Rishabhadeva is actually showing, see, I'm just so happy. Externally, I don't have anything. People are following me, throwing stones at me. I mean, all sorts of things because he was wandering like a madman. And yet it didn't affect him in the least. So just to show us that actually we don't need all the things that we are holding so dear to us. I don't have this, how will I live? No, you can't live. You can live without any of these things. That's what he's showing. Actually, I mean, we don't have to change our lifestyle like that. It's not that we have to follow around and not have anything. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that for the soul, you don't need all these. So don't be dependent on that for your happiness. Externally, you whatever you have, okay, you do. You have to work for your maintenance. You have to have uh, a live in society with people. It is all there. He told Archana also to do all that, but do your duty. Do it with a uh, sense of, uh, you know, with, with devotion to satisfy the Lord. That is very important. And so that is what gives this, uh, this thing, complete happiness within. And when you do that, there was no need for him to aspire for success since he was complete in himself. So now in all our relationships, we see that we have something back of the mind, you know, uh, we have some uh, something as uh, what we want for ourselves, fruit of mentality. All our, uh, we, if we give something, we are hoping that they'll also give something back in return. Or I try to befriend someone so that I'll get something from them. In our dealings, you know, we are very fruitive because of uh, when we have material desires, we want something and we think I need it and when uh, we are frustrated, where do we look for it? So, the whole time we are planning about how to get things for our happiness. And that is what here Rishabhadeva is also teaching, and Prahlad Maharaj is also saying that actually our self interest lies in Vishnu. If we take shelter of Krishna, who is within our heart, we will be completely happy in all respects. Because it's not that externally we'll be left with nothing. That's our fear. In fact, actually we don't even need all that. That's what Rishabhadeva is showing. I don't need anything to be happy. But, um, you know, we'll think, oh, I can't live like Rishabhadeva. 
So then, for that, and it, there is uh, there is no need to fear. We can we have other examples of Pandavas, Prahlad Maharaj himself. They didn't have to. They didn't renounce everything, but everything they accepted in connection with Krishna. They forget that. That's the problem. Nate vidu swarta gatim he Vishnu. If we understand that things are existing only because of Vishnu, they're situated only in Him, and my ultimate goal and shelter is only Him. If we realize that, then this place is all, this is also spiritual world only. This is all, this is also Vaikuntha, this is also Guluka Vrindavana, everything. Because we forget Vishnu, Krishna, so that is why it is a total darkness. Total darkness. Without Krishna, how can there be light? In fact, universe was first created, it was totally dark and cold and nothing over here. And uh, only because, uh, I mean, Mahavishnu expanded himself as the Gargudaktai Vishnu and entered, then only everything started developing. So similarly, without Krishna in our mind, it is totally dark, lifeless, and that is why we seek for light, happiness, everything externally. Knowledge we are seeking from outside. Happiness we are seeking from outside. Why? Because inside is dark. There is no Krishna. That's why we are looking for Krishna outside. Actually we are looking for Krishna, but we don't know that. And we think that something else, uh, you know, to enlighten my inside, I need something. We keep on acquiring a lot of knowledge, or um, we want some sense clarification, or um, uh, you know, uh, seeking through that happiness. We don't have happiness within. So we are looking outside for that. And the minute we understand that actually all light is coming from Krishna, all knowledge is coming from Krishna, then we take shelter of Krishna, then we'll be fully illumined within, we'll be fully, uh, you know, happy within because Krishna is the source of everything. He is the source of all knowledge, He is the source of all material things and everything. He, he is the one who is I mean, sustaining all this material things. Prabhupada kept saying, don't think that you have to depend on your, I mean, actually, you know, that your bank balance or your job and all the people around you, because of that you are living happily. Don't have a mistake like that. Those are just uh, you know, um, it is, uh, I mean, they are uh, like intermediary things which are uh, created by Krishna. And actually, Krishna is the one who is maintaining us, each and every one of us. That's what Prabhupada said. Don't think that you are dependent on all these things. I have to have big, big industries and all these, you know, modern industrialization and these jobs, and these are the things which, without which, I'll be finished. He said, no, it is Krishna who is taking care of you. The minute we understand that, we'll become free from all anxiety. And we, we won't think that unless all these modern artificial things are there, we, we can't be happy. So that's the first, uh, you know, we have to become, we feel complete in ourselves. And that is why, Krishna also says in the Bhagavad Gita, so many, first of all, Matra, Sparsha, Sukhantiya, Sitoshna, Sukhadukadaha. A material life means there will be happiness, distress, 
uh, profit, loss, um, you know, all kinds of dualities. Is there place of dualities, extremes of good and bad, happiness, suffering, pleasure, pain, heat, uh, cold, like that. It's a place of full of dualities. And uh, so he says, tolerate. You have to tolerate. Then only you can get happiness from within. Why does he say tolerate? Because if we think that unless I have material pleasure, material happiness, I'm finished. Then that's it. You'll be totally lost. But because he says that it is a fact that you must become happy. You must be happy. Happiness is the nature of the soul. Happiness is our birthright. But he says, don't look outside for it. And that's why he says, tolerate. Materially, if there is some difficulties, tolerate it. And look for happiness from within. And by taking Krishna. That's the same thing that here Rishabh Dev also instructed and he's showing also. He was complete in himself. Those who unnecessarily engage in the bodily conceptions and create an atmosphere of materialism are always ignorant of their real self-interest. You know, we get caught up in this materialistic world. is thinking that my self-interest is in grabbing and competing and dominating and controlling. That is my self-interest. And then we also get caught up in that, oh my God, maybe even I should do like that, otherwise uh, I'll be left with without anything. But actually, uh, so this is the materialistic concept. He's saying the, those who unnecessarily engage in bodily conceptions and create an atmosphere of materialism are always ignorant of their real self-interest. So we get caught up in that and we forget our real self-interest. You know, that is actually Krishna. Krishna is our self-interest. Swartha Gatim Hi Vishnu. To connect with Krishna is our self-interest. And when we see other people are madly running after something, we should also not follow that, thinking, oh, maybe I'll be left behind. And then they will also tell us, what are you? All our materialistic friends and relatives, they say, you're just wasting your time. All the time, just chanting Hare Krishna, what has it given you? you become a millionaire or, or uh, some, I mean, whatever, billionaire and uh, have you, um, you know, got uh, so many things and, uh, you know, in this way, because they're running and then they think we are wasting our time. But we should not, we should not get disturbed by their talks. We do whatever we have to do. Uh, Krishna doesn't tell, in fact, Arjuna didn't want to do his duty and he said, I'm renouncing the kingdom also, I'll go. And, um, you know, this thing. But Krishna said, no, you have to stay and um, this thing, fight this war. So, Krishna is very practical. And um, so that way we uh, bodily and create an... Uh, so we shouldn't go to the materialistic path and understand that by doing all this work, we have to realize God. Karma Yoga. Even by doing work, we can realize God. That is the purpose of work. In the occupational duties, that's why in the Srimad Bhagavatam, very first canto, um, Sutta Goswami is saying that occupational duties should never be performed for sense gratification. But they must be, they must help us for realizing God. That is the purpose of occupational duty. That is Karma Yoga. 
and that will lead to a world free of competition as free from competition not this you know capitalistic horrible uh, this totally geared towards materialism selfishness competitive and then with the result that just each one is trying to be envious of the other in the and then where is the peace of mind where is the happiness where is the ultimate goal of life they don't even know what is the ultimate goal simply keep grabbing for what what are you going to achieve what is the ultimate goal they don't know so that is why we should not be ignorant of our real out of his causeless mercy lord rishabh deva taught the self's real identity and the goal of life the minute we understand this we'll be filled with peace and happiness and we will know that krishna is all the time with me ishavasyam idam sarvam yatkin yatkinam jagat tena tena bhunjita ma gridha sadhanam so every the whole world i mean uh, ishavasyam idam sarvam it's, everything is the property of the lord so once we understand that and i whatever whatever abilities whatever i accept it and i use it i mean i'm satisfied with it because it belongs to him and he is giving it to me so he is given me i'm very happy with it and what will i use it for for realizing him but if you don't have that vision that everything belongs to krishna then what happens it's we think it's a free for all jungle the jungle uh, you know uh, because without any self knowledge just go grab as much as you can take it that's it and what's the purpose no purpose but here we know the goal it's all coming from krishna and we offer it we the whole purpose is to develop devotion for him and uh, connect back to him that is it so that is why we should first get self knowledge and then engage in all activities so that we do it in a perfect way we are dependent on krishna and we work for krishna and our goal is krishna so this um, and for that how we need um, uh is to it is thing we need to have enthusiasm right for doing even material activity material activity unless you are enthusiastic about it you won't feel like doing when i see all these olympic champions i wonder my god how enthusiastic they are day in and day out all the time they're meditating is that i should play whatever game if it's tennis or badminton or whatever or a swimmer or athletics or uh whatever gymnastics day in and day out nothing else but this i should win the olympics and i must keep on how much enthusiasm they have that they are ready to sacrifice all other things only this you know sanya nehwal the badminton champ in thing uh, from india and she says that in her house uh, all the time there is a suitcase packed up and kept there because any time she will be called somewhere immediately she has to fly so uh, imagine that is the kind of dedication they have <laughs> so you, without enthusiasm you cannot do any activity to so give your life like that for that so for spiritual life also we need a lot of enthusiasm otherwise how will we be able to do this in a sustained way throughout our life how will how can we dedicate our lives like that 
actually people you know outside have met uh, people are very surprised about this con bhootis about these people are so enthusiastic about getting up early in the morning and doing chanting and all that and then doing fasting and worshiping and i really amazed how you people can do all this because <laughs> mostly people are not enthusiastic about spiritual life at all if at all they manage to go to the temple that itself they think is a big achievement and uh, so how do you get it how do you do it but we shouldn't you know feel uh, very complacent with that oh see they are better than them no they are somewhere in the bottom rung still we have to go a lot of rungs before we reach perfection and so that is why we should to continue to sustain this throughout our life in need lots of enthusiasm so how to develop enthusiasm first of all by reading hey, we cannot miss this point every purpose telling us what is the goal of our life to go back to godhead so first we should develop that uh, desire to go back to godhead not that uh, you know okay maybe we not life is quite it's going on quite nice it's not so difficult and all that but first class intelligence means shouldn't wait before we are struck with some difficulty sorbel we should our uh, no, our intelligence should be purified by the knowledge we are getting from the shastras and we see other people suffering then we think okay this world is not for enjoyment and so i'm going to concentrate i really want to perfect this life so that i can go back to god right uh, so that's very important to uh, have the eagerness to go back to god if you don't have that eagerness what will happen is okay in due time a course of time i'll go back to god and what's the hurry i maybe a few more births also no problem and if we are in that mood then there is a very great chance that we may not go back to god we may if we are doing our devotional life nicely following four rectangles we may go to heavenly planets because uh, prabhupada said that many of my some of my disciples will go to the heavenly planets so that danger is always there and so that is why we have to be enthusiastic just to understand that this is really dukalayam ashashvatam and this pandemic at least has proved that this is really dukalayam and ashashvatam so first of all we should be very eager that in this life i want to go back to god second when we do all the work whatever work we do we should bring krishna into the picture first of all okay we may we don't we forget about krishna because we don't love him that much now at least uh, see those pure devotees they are always thinking of krishna they hankering for him they are very greedy for him and we may not be on that level so i mean we are not on that level so what we should do is we should start depending on him for all our activities oh krishna without you how will i do all my even day to day work and all that's impossible we may think oh i am only doing no i am driving the car and going out and i am working and i am cooking and i am taking care of everything no actually without krishna we cannot do anything so and you know even if it goes well we get some good results it's because of karma but when we depend on krishna 
then it goes into a higher level karma yoga it becomes transcendental and there in the spiritual energy and everything just happens you know and uh, you are not even you you can be happy and blissful thinking about krishna depending upon krishna somehow everything gets done very easily so we should be dependent on krishna for everything Right, that is why, and so we must be very eager to do our sadhana nicely. Only if I get up early, oh, my whole day without Krishna will be terrible. Uh, you know, so that is the enthusiasm for working for Krishna, so that in my job also uh, I should do it. See, we might think how to how to work for Krishna. I'm going for a job. There, a boss is there. He's the one who's asking me to work for him or her and uh, whatever the company. is asking me to do the job how will i think of krishna okay but normally it's not very pleasant working under materialistic masters who are either super critical or they don't appreciate or they are uh, they feel threatened about our uh, uh, rise and uh, doing well or all kinds of problems there's a lot of politics and so on so if we uh, if we depend on their moods and their uh, treatments of us or And then we'll always find see somebody else is not at all doing his job well, and uh, he is getting paid much more, and all these things will disturb us. So, and with the result, we don't have enough concentration or enthusiasm to do job well. But on the other hand, we think that Krishna, you are the one who has given me this job actually, and I'm going to do it. Irrespective of what other situations might be externally, whoever how they're treating me, I mean, of course we have to take care that we are paid enough. We're not uh, being uh, you know unjust, that we're not exploiting us. All those things we have to take care, but not to be disturbed with some small uh, you know uh, after taking care, whatever you've done, you're still it's not going to be ideal situation because we are dealing with people and materialistic people. they will be they'll have their own idiosyncrasies and so on so then if we are dependent on krishna you know we always take shelter of krishna whatever it is somebody may be harassing us and still we take shelter of krishna and first thing is will not be disturbed by those external uh, difficulties will feel peaceful within secondly krishna is just testing us and if we are not uh, affected by that Uh, this thing situation then he'll remove it okay he's passed the test no more tests for him so like that that is how that is the purpose it is life is just a game that's all we take it too seriously it is simply uh, you know like how a child plays a video game different different situations and then he tries to cross over it that is how it is simply krishna is setting up all these obstacles and you know like uh, it is just like a go- uh, to reach the goal you have got like an obstacle race so he creates these situations and then we overcome it by taking shelter of him okay you pass now go to the next stage like that so he is refining us and that is all that is that is the fact it is not we take the other, i mean materialistic people take it that material world so seriously and they think that everything should happen in this particular way only otherwise i'm a failure this sort of thing was never there earlier Uh, you know, century ago, people knew that there was a there was a higher purpose to life. You know, uh, so religion was always given more importance. Religious principles were given, values in life were given 
much more importance. Spiritual qualities were given more importance than material success. But now, spiritual things are not even thought about. Good values are not even considered important. Charvaka Muni's philosophy is the philosophy of this age. Beg, borrow, steal, just enjoy because this life is all you have. You have. They think that they are the originator of this philosophy. It's already there. Sarvaka Muni philosophy is that. You know, just nice and his thing was that cooked in ghee because those things didn't have ghee. I mean, he was a Brahmana. So for Brahmana, Bhojana Priya, highest form of happiness is eating nice food. So he said everything should be cooked in ghee and super first class food. Beg, borrow, steal and cook in ghee and eat and be happy. So this is his philosophy. Now that's what we are trying to, you know, we are emulating, I mean, modern thing, uh, society is doing. And with the result, we find total chaos, unhappiness, confusion, reactions to all the sinful activities. And they really, I mean, so people are uh, totally exhausted. What is the purpose of life? Why there is so much suffering? Uh, is there really a God? They are so much bewildered because why? Why I am a good person? I am not trying to harm anyone. Why I am suffering? So you know, so I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in God. Why you should punish good people like me? So that's why people are so confused and they don't know. Actually, Prabhupada called all the rascals. <laughs> we might think, ah good person. No, you are a rascal because you have not surrendered to Krishna. You are trying to maintain your independence from him. How are you a good person? You are a thief. This belongs to Krishna and you are acting like it's yours. You are a thief. You are a rascal. So actually we are rascals. And until we fully realize Krishna and go back to him, we are still rascals. Okay, rascaldom is reducing. So, that's why we have to be very enthusiastic to work for Krishna. And the other uh, sign of enthusiasm is being very in, using intelligence from Krishna. That is very important. When we do our work, it is not just ordinary work like karma, you know, whatever my intelligence, my own, due to my karma, whatever uh, I have, uh, abilities, intelligence. That is one level. That is mundane. But Enthusiasm, spiritual enthusiasm you will get even in your job. Because people say, what? I don't like to do my job. So mundane. But over there also, if you, like how Krishna told Arjuna, you should do your duty as always thinking about me. And I will give you all the intelligence, even to do your material work. It was Krishna who was guiding Arjuna. Here, I mean, so Arjuna, I mean, superficially Krishna was a chariot driver and Arjuna was instructing him, go there, go here and all. But to tell those things also, it was Krishna instructing him from the within the heart. So actually Krishna is the controller. He was telling Arjuna, okay, you should go here, do there. And Arjuna was externally telling Krishna, okay, drive the chariot here, there and so on. So he was getting intelligence from Krishna and that is why he was super Fired up, you know, in the beginning he was totally demotivated, not at all enthusiastic to do his job. But once he started getting intelligence from Krishna, the same job he became so ecstatic, shooting arrows and killing all the people whom he didn't want to kill. He became ecstatic doing the same job because Krishna was instructing him from within. 
So using intelligence in our work is what will make our job exciting. Whatever it may be, maybe we don't even like it. It's all mundane and so on. But if we are getting intelligence from Krishna to do the job better and better, then it becomes Bhakti Yoga. I mean, okay, it's Karma Yoga. But it is uh, just a one step away from pure Bhakti Yoga. Because the job we do is connected with our material preservation also. So it is uh, not fully Bhakti Yoga, but still uh, we have to work in devotion so that we connect with Krishna even through our job. Whatever activity it is, in every aspect of our life we should never forget Krishna. So this is, uh, this is uh, doable. Because if we chant our Hare Krishna mantra morning and we read the Bhagavatam and uh, so we can fix our mind on Krishna and every uh, everything we become dependent on Krishna, please help me. Today I'm doing this uh, for a job or for any endeavor, any activity. You're going to cook for Krishna. Then also you take shelter of Krishna, Srimati Radharani or uh, any work that we do. Leaving the house, we take shelter of Krishna and take his permission and leave. Coming back to the house, again we take shelter of Krishna. Getting up from the bed, starting the day, thinking of Krishna. All, everything is Krishna Arpanam. That we can do now. Maybe we are not hankering for Krishna to be his associate and uh, selflessly do only for his pleasure. That is a high level. But now, in our uh, conditioned state, we can depend on Krishna. We can say, Krishna, please, without you, I am, you know, I cannot even survive. You protect me, please, and tell me, how do I do this job properly? There is, you know, you can take uh, this thing, shelter of him and intelligence from him. How do I solve this problem, Krishna? You can ask. It's not that he's not going to help you because this is all material. It's not, I got it like that. Everything is Krishna. It's not that that is something uh, where Krishna is not there. Or we think, oh, Krishna won't be interested. Or he won't know all these technical things. It's not like that. Everything is coming from Krishna. So even to do your technical job or uh, you know, solve some problems uh, or even students when they are studying, Krishna is live over there, always at the Paramatma 24 by 7. He's in the heart. And we can ask them, oh, Krishna, please help me. I'm not able to solve this. And, uh, oh, where is it, Krishna? We can <laughs> misplace something. I don't know where it is, Krishna. Please tell me. And then you pray for every small thing. We can take shelter of Krishna. Or somebody has told something and they're hurt and upset. Oh, Krishna, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not able to overcome this. Please. Then we chant and take shelter of him. And Krishna will really make us so peaceful and happy and give us nice, uh, wise words by which, you know, we overcome it. Oh, what is there? It's nothing. It doesn't matter at all. And then he give us intelligence, how to solve the situation, how to speak to that person, how for a higher cause, so that we elevate them also. First of all, ourselves elevated, and then others also we can elevate. So going to Krishna means only bliss, only positive, full of light and happiness, and uh, so that is why our real self-interest is in taking shelter of Krishna. And uh, so we also see that in nature of instruction, it's mentioned that what is the um, formula for um, doing a devotional service? That was utsahat, dairyat, 
ಅವಶ್ಯ that is the conviction that is uh, nishchaya dhairyat is being patient okay i know i'm doing all these activities immediately i cannot become a pure devotee so but we know okay i'll wait you know we can take example and we see shabri's life you know from ramayan she was um you know shabri was uh, the disciple of matanga muni and when matanga muni was uh, leaving this world all the other disciples you know they didn't want to live in this world without him they were all planning to die along with him but even shabri wanted to do that and matanga muni told her no you have another duty to do here in the material world and that is that lord ramachandra himself will come to your ashram so you stay there and wait for him so that was her thing and that was when she was much younger and she didn't know when ramachandra is going to come and nobody knew and first of all it seemed like a you know big thing he's the king of ayodhya and from there when he will come to south india deep south and why he should come to her house all that is you know far fetched but she believed her guru's words and so every day she would act as if you know today can be the day that lord ramachandra may come so i should not be found wanting what if he i'm not ready and then he comes how horrible so she used to clean the whole ashram and decorate it and keep all the bread fruits ready and herself waiting for ram to appear every day and she never said when i mean will he really come i don't know how long to do like this she never doubted the words of her spiritual master and she never felt lazy every day she did it so finally lord ram came and uh, you know her, her life was so glorious and eternal so in the same way we are we should do every day because proper said one moment it takes to become a pure devotee one moment so that moment we should think maybe today maybe today i'm going to get all perfection so we do it very sincerely with full conviction and faith in the process almost today may be the day of my full complete realization that i am the eternal servant of krishna and no no more anarthas how it could be because prabhupada said one moment that moment but we are waiting for that moment and the patience we keep doing that and nishchaya dhairya tat karma pravartana so following all the regulative principles very enthusiastically not thinking of oh, such a burden now how many things we need to do no but with enthusiasm but at the same time doing it in a proper mood for a spiritual elevation then we will know how to adjust or you know according to time place circumstance also we'll do it in principle in the spirit of doing it 
not like uh, like uh, you know it says uh, in the previous verse of in next of instruction it says uh, niyamagraha should not do niyamagraha niyama agraha or niyama agraha niyama agraha means not caring for uh, all these rules and regulations niyama agraha means simply doing it for the sake of doing without understanding why we are doing just so that materially will be blessed that's all that is also both should be avoided so enthusiastically following everything for the sake of spiritual advancement because for example if you take ekadashi ekadashi when people announce you know tomorrow is ekadashi so all other things they say hari bol hari bol tomorrow is nityananda trayodashi hari bol hari bol tomorrow is ekadashi quiet no hari bol Hari Bol, you should say, because it's a wonderful day of the Lord that we can connect, we can do, uh, you know, uh, this uh, more chanting and then uh, less uh, thinking about so much of, you know, uh, okay, we are taking the austerity of not having the regular meal and all that, you know, grains and beans. And so it is the day of the Lord, I can do something to come closer to Krishna. So that is, uh, you know, so... we should be enthusiastic to follow all that. Sangatyago uh, is Asat Sangatyago. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, what is the qualification of a Vaishnava? Asat Sangatyago, yei Vaishnava Achara. Or Asat, all these materialistic people, you know, Jnanis, impersonalists, yogis who are just doing all these meditation, uh you know all these people tyago means what most of the people are tyaga doesn't mean that we stop talking to them act as if they don't exist and we go into our we are reclusive and we think only we are best and all others don't matter no not that as sangatyago means intimate association where you have these four intimate exchanges you know that i mentioned that you invite people and uh, Uh, for prashadam you accept invitations and you exchange of gifts and all and uh, sh- mostly sharing your mind and revealing one's mind and also uh, listening to them their mind <laughs> that is very dangerous not doing with all these people because you get completely polluted with their way of thinking so that is why it says sangatyago means don't know intimate the uh, dealings but you can give association if you are going there or you talking to them and uh, helping them also sometimes you maintain relationship but it is with the mood of uh, giving krishna consciousness not taking their uh, whatever polluted consciousness sangatyago satovrite is following the previous previous acharyas and that is all the instructions that we get from prabhupada if you follow that then Shadavir Bhakti Prasidhyati, your Bhakti is very and it will, we can make progress. So in this way, from Lord Rishabhadeva, we uh, learn how, and his first son, Bharata Maharaja, he installed him as a, as a king, and he left. And then what happened? Bharata Muni took his instructions so seriously, that after some time, he thought, what's the use of all this? And he removed the entire kingdom, uh, and then he gave it to his, sons and he left so that is the and this thing we see that you know we shouldn't take this material world so seriously it is for higher purpose it is actually meant for 
purification and going back to Godhead. Okay, thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Any questions or comments? Hare Krishna Mataji, Madhana Pranam to you. I was hope, wishing that the class would go on longer. <laughs> Wonderful class, Mataji. Very nice. Uh, your classes are so, you know, it's like you're speaking from your heart. So, you know, and we are here sitting and imbibing in the morning, which is the best time, you know, during the day after chanting. So, wonderful class. And uh, uh, yes, Mataji, the point that you were mentioning about association, right? I mean, uh, uh, this was there in my mind, like uh, you can uh, uh, not give, you can give your association but not take, you know. But what happens is that um, mostly people, you know, who are in a materialistic uh, mindset, you know, and uh, and we talk about so many things other than Krishna consciousness, you know, like, I mean, they in fact talk. So everything we cannot connect to Krishna, right? So in the process, we get into a little bit of argument or explaining how things are. We want to get away immediately. We don't want to waste our time, you know. Like uh, one time one devotee was mentioning that Prabhupada said not even waste a minute, you know, you should not even waste a minute. So, uh, but, uh, but what happens then we get into that uh, flow, you know, where we are not able to connect that conversation to um, the fact that it, it's, uh, you know, like uh, Krishna consciousness. So in that situation, then, you know, like so many minutes are gone just talking or whatever, because some places we can indirectly talk about the philosophy and say, okay, if it's like this, then, you know, I read the story and, uh, you know, indirectly. So in that case, uh, what should be the situation where, uh, because everything in the world is not, uh, is not connected. All the conversations of the world are not connected to Krishna only. No, Krishna, it is connected in an indirect way. It is Maya. <laughs> so, what is Maya? See, we are always, once we are in Krishna consciousness, we are living in a, uh, in a very um, idyllic world. I mean, comparatively, in this Aliuka, we don't know what is happening in this material world. So, you can think that when they are giving you information and all, you take it, oh, so this is what is happening in the Maya world. We need to know, because we want to destroy this uh, uh, people's faith in Maya, right? And unless you know what is happening in the material world, how will you be able to take out that darkness? So you take it like that, okay, whatever they're talking, okay, this is the mentality of people, or whatever their mentality is, you just see it in a preaching mode, in the sense that you want to help them in Krishna consciousness. If that is in your forefront, then uh, you will use it as an opportunity to know what is happening in the material world. Because I've seen my <laughs> Guru Maharaj, his uh, owner Jayatak Swami, how you know, in between, uh, he knows so many things what's happening in this world. And uh, once in a, I was there, uh, tw twice I was there in the flights with him. And I saw that during the flight, he'll be reading all magazines, newspapers, all that. Why? Because he wants to know what's happening. What's the latest? How will he reach out to people? How can he help people if he doesn't know what's happening in their lives? Right? So, you must see that everything is... Krishna only. They are also part of Krishna only. Just that they have forgotten that. 
So when they are saying all these things, without ourselves getting disturbed, we should know that what is, not take their words very seriously, but just to, uh, you can think that, okay, I, uh, if I know what is happening in the material world, then I'll know how to add Krishna to it for them. Or if they don't hear, okay. But you shouldn't get so much uh, engrossed with them that night and day you're talking with them. Some amount, you know, you uh, you know, some little bit of conversation, and, but with a distance, you know, if they're not showing any interest in surrendering to Krishna, then we keep a distance. If they are showing some interest in Krishna consciousness, okay, you can spend time with them, cultivate them and all that. So, but even whatever, we sometimes have to listen to all whatever they are saying, oh, something very important for them and all that. But if your uh, goal is to make them into a devotee, then it's not a waste of time. If you listen to their, uh, some garbage sometimes. I mean, not totally garbage, but something what is very important for them, they might be telling. And if you listen to them, that is just for helping them in Krishna consciousness, then it's not a waste of time. That's connected to because why you're helping them is, uh, why you're listening to them is because you want them to surrender to Krishna. Like, you know, His Holiness Swami got sent to us in Bangalore once, uh, and uh, for the Ratyatra, uh, he had come there for the Ratyatra, and he was staying in a devotee's house. And the devotee's brother, he was trying to cultivate him in Krishna consciousness, and he was an addicted to cricket, watching cricket, and I think all the IPL matches going on. He was sitting glued to the TV. So Gurmaraj went and sat there and started watching TV along with him. Just, I mean, <laughs> you know, because otherwise he won't listen to Gurmaraj. So he was talking to him and uh, so naturally, you know, Gurmaraj is there, then the, his focus won't be on the IPL match. He'll start talking to Gurmaraj. So then what happened at the time for Rata <laughs> was already people were waiting. Gurmaraj, please, uh, you have to go for Ratyatra. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Importance to somehow cultivating him and making him a devotee. He was sitting and watching the IPL match with them. So that is how. Because but you may think, oh wow, why is he sitting, you know, saying this? It is all. So that is Krishna. He was not wasting his time. He was uh, trying to, you know, be there so that he will think, oh, you see, even Maharaj likes cricket match. Ah, I like him, and he might listen to him. So like that. Did I answer your question? Yes, Mataji. Yes, Mataji. Thank you for mentioning about this uh, with respect to Guru Maharaj. <laughs> so nice to hear uh, about, you know, like, uh, but we have to be careful. Guru, with Guru Maharaj, uh, you know, he can, uh, he can uh, sit and watch and do, you know, it's something like uh, one time uh, there were a group of people going to a bar or something. So they said, we're going to preach there. So Srila Prabhupada said, that, you know, be careful because, you know, you can fall into it. <laughs> so, I was remembering that story also, you know, Prabhupada warned them, be careful because, uh, you know, like... Yeah, um, they stopped it in the beginning. They were doing it. Yeah. Then they stopped going to the bus. So, that is what, we have to see our strength. If you think you're going to get influenced by them, then don't, don't uh, have that. Uh, don't even attempt it. Yes, Only and not for a long time. See, initially they used to go just to Kirtan and come away. Now if you start lingering there and then talking to all the people, and you know, consciousness will come into us. 
So, just enough time, even it's mentioned now that the sadhus, uh, no, who was it mentioned about? Uh, yeah, Sukadeva Goswami, uh, sadhus will, uh, no, about Sukadeva Goswami, I think, he would bathe in every house only for the milking of uh, the cow time. He'll bathe there and then, he, uh, then he'll move on. So, yes. like, uh, so like that, they also, you have to take care of yourself. My sannyasis, you know, they are uh, renounced, but they have to be very careful, no, not to be alone with uh, Mataji, whatever may be her age, it is an injunction like that. So, you have to be careful of Maya, always. Yes, Mataji, because see, most of us have a certain, a certain degree of uh, uh, influence that comes on us, you know? And could, yeah, and, and Mataji, sometimes that could be like uh, very good also when it comes to as a beginner coming into Krishna consciousness, but it could have the other effect also that, oh, today I'm influenced because uh, I met devotees, tomorrow I meet someone else, then, you know, so that weaknesses, that degree of weaknesses, we have to make sure and accordingly, like you said, withdraw ourselves, you know, so that self-study we have to do, otherwise we'll be like, one time Krishna conscious, one time not, and then we're dwindling in this material world here and there. So See, uh, only when you're strong enough, you should start uh, preaching to very materialistic people. Otherwise, let's go for low-hanging branches. And other people, just be kind and nice to them, keep a distance. Don't try even yes. to discuss all these things, because <laughs> they will, like, it's like, you know, playing co, you know? No, not co, somebody. <laughs> You are going into the enemy's head and you have to just touch and come back. <laughs> that is what you have to kabaddi, kabaddi. You go there, touch and come back. Like that. Not stay there. Then they'll pull you inside. Yes, Mataji. Thank, Thank you so much. I think that is why it is, uh, it is said, I think, uh, that unless one is in the Madhama Adhikari category, one should not ah. go into preaching. Uh, uh, the if Kanishta Adhikari goes, then there's a uh, chance that he, uh, he or she may himself or herself fall down into the materialistic mindset. So unless the foundation, yes, Prabhu. Yeah, the yes. Kanishta Adhikari cannot, should not ideally do preaching. He should do the sadhana uh, uh, and the shastra study to make uh, his uh, conviction strong and faith strong. So I mean, in the, when he, that is the, how he comes to the Madhavadikari state where he can uh, find the answers for various materialistic arguments. Uh, I mean, uh, answers for materialistic arguments from the Shastras. That means whenever he's confronted with various materialistic situations as uh, when preaching to materialistic people, he can himself find the answers in the Shastras and, and, and counter that argument. So unless he himself is uh, uh, is qualified uh, uh, as in uh, he cannot no, ideally Prabhu, do the preaching. No, no, that is why Prabhupada has got so many different preaching activities lined up for us. It is not that only then you are able to defeat them in a, a discussion, then you can preach. You can just uh, invite them, say that, you know, uh, we have a nice program and I'm very happy uh, in this program. You mm -hmm. come and take part in the Kirtan and you listen to lectures given by others. 
That's also preaching. Or you give them prasadam. Yeah, that, that, that is yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can... Uh, uh, no. That, yeah. And slowly what happens by doing that and by reading Shastra and all that, uh, then uh, yes, definitely we need to be strong in our convictions, otherwise we'll also get... Uh, we can choose low-hanging low fruits, like people yes, who are quite pious, and preach to them now. You can preach to people who are favorable, not to very difficult materialistic types, but those who are quite pious and easily agree, okay, I will start chanting Hare Krishna. To them you can preach. Yeah, that is because unless yeah. we preach, yeah. preaching, uh, um, uh, so Mami said that preaching gives us hundred times advancement than just not preaching. So we should preach. So when we are not so strong, then we should preach to low-hanging fruits, like those who readily accept, you know, those who are very difficult, okay, you don't do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like someone... Uh... Somebody who is already somewhat eager to know about Krishna consciousness, give, give him or her more information. I mean, yes. invite and, um, yeah. Ah. Can chant with them. Yeah. The problem comes when uh, we encounter materialistic people or Mayavadis, then our test, uh, the test becomes very strong. I mean, the test, uh, I mean, the, the test that we have to go, go through will be very heavy. So that requires solid foundation on Shastric knowledge uh, and conviction and faith. Yeah, because they that's make why you should put your Mayavadis and all in the beginning. Then uh, you'll it will be like banging your head against the wall. So and it's very difficult also. <laughs> Sometimes Mayavadis know just feed prasadam. Prabhupada also did that. Now when he went to New York, he was staying with that uh, yoga teacher. No, what's his name? Uh, Nayar. No, yeah. and uh, what Menon? Oh, who's uh, what's his name? Uh, anyway, Agarwal. Uh, no, Reddy. Yeah, what is his name? Agarwal. Doctor Reddy. Oh, uh, anyway, he was. Uh, I think it was Reddy. So he was uh, staying. Uh, you know, uh, visiting his yoga ashram in the beginning, and then just talking to people. Whatever he then he was doing, and. That they used to always have arguments, even though they had a good relationship. Uh, somehow, even that uh, yoga teacher, he had an attraction for Prabhupada. That's why he said, okay, you can come. But afterwards, you know, he got scared when Prabhupada started preaching uh, to the uh, people who came there. Then he got scared, oh, they all become Vishnava, so he wasn't so with this thing. Then Prabhupada, uh, you know, he started his own. So, in the beginning, Prabhupada was only making prasadam and giving them to a Mayavadi. He knew he can never make him a devotee, but still he gave him mercy and uh, he took his service, he gave him prasadam. So like that we can uh, do, you know, for different people, different ways. Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna. Yeah, Manani yes. Mataji, go ahead. I can ask yes. another question later. Okay. Hare Krishna, Prema Padmini Mataji, your class was wonderful. You always speak from Thank your you. heart. And I love the way you said that uh, those people who are uh, 
uh, very materialistic we should not be intimate with them uh, mm. you know oh, but that is so nice absolutely not that we don't talk to them or we don't share uh, you know our philosophy but uh, we don't need to uh, you know get persuaded by them right yes yes so i like that idea very much that we still have to go and talk to them and on their level we talk as you said the kabaddi person he goes and just touches and comes back so similarly we should try to help them realize that god is sitting in their heart too he is sitting in our heart too you know mm. so yeah uh, we listen to him what he wants you know then our life will become purified and we will become peaceful but if we keep ignoring him not acknowledging him then our life becomes more complicated you know and we we cannot uh, attain peace in our life that is what we are hankering for and without peace how can we be happy yes very nicely put matriji divadaya is also part of our thing vaishnav seva and jeevadaya and prachar achar prachar vishnav Uh, jeeva daya also is very much we have to show compassion to right right yeah. you said three things vaishnav seva jeeva daya and aachar prachar yes yes very nice yes mataji you are coming from the situation you know Thank you so much, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Thank you all very much. Le Gurudev ki jai. Yeah, Mataji, decide. Yeah, should we stop now? Hare Krishna, Mataji. Uh, one more last thing. Like uh, sometimes we come across in our preaching that um, you know the person is chanting, but then you know they don't really believe in the prasadam aspect of it, right? Or certain things they say, no, no, no. This is like. Uh, you know we are vegetarian it is okay we don't need to offer everything or some other aspect you know like um, why do riti seva so much uh, you know uh, so certain aspect they are uh, you know uh, very this thing certain aspect they are not so what happens is like uh, for me it becomes like where to go next now what to do because the person is not uh, you know like uh, he's just taken up certain aspects of uh, Uh, he uh, he or she thinks the chanting is good so chanting they taking but in other fields they have their own minds to you know dictate to them them themselves that uh, you know the no no it's okay with the prasadam it's okay i can eat onion garlic it's okay i'm chanting so how do we uh, like uh, See, that is we yeah. have a shiksha level shiksha program with this step by step we take them you know now actually it was part of the bhakti vichya program but guru maharaj now wants it to be uh, given to even people who are not exactly following bhakti vichya also uh, you can uh, use that shiksha level that is first level is they chanting one round then uh, you call them ashraddhavan then they are chanting four rounds and then vegetarian that is krishna seva then eight uh, eight rounds and then fasting for ekadashi Uh, uh, this thing, doing tulasi worship, 
offering something, at least some things to Krishna as an altar, that is Krishna Sadha. And Prabhupada says when he comes to 16 rounds, following all four regulative principles, uh, getting up early in the morning, starting to read books more seriously. Of course, from the beginning, we try to give them small books to read. So like this, it's a cultivation step by step. So now that is why uh, you see what level, what are the requirements, and then you acknowledge them. Okay, now you are Shraddhaman. Even if you are not authorized to give a certificate and all, you can tell them, okay, now you are Shraddhaman. And uh, so now uh, you should, uh, I mean, it's good if they have a commitment, uh, you know, if, if uh, the temple, wherever, if they can agree to um, give out certificates like that in front of the deities, uh, uh, in front of Prabhupada, they take a kind of, a, you know, it's not uh, really like initiation or something, uh, but they just say, okay, I commit myself to chant four rounds and be a vegetarian. So then they feel, oh, I promised, you know, I should do it like that. So it has to be, that's why it's been, uh, you know, step-by-step -step process has already been designed so that uh, it's not like uh, suddenly they have to do everything all in one go. And, it, uh, you know, it's been designed that see, and they're chanting four rounds and then they get enough strength and then all the literature also. Actually, this Bhakti Vriksha system, however, I mean, if you just, uh, that uh, manual, I can send it to you, the materials, and you see it's very condensed form. You read the passage to them and there are some questions there to discuss, you know, have a discussion. And then, uh, then there is uh, uh, also about the first chanting, for, you know, Kirtan is there, then Japa is one round you chant, before that Nama Amrita one verse is there, which is to inspire them, we get them to have faith to chant. Then you have, uh, I mean, first we start with even icebreaker, just, uh, you know, just like welcoming them and just asking some general question kind of thing. And then you have Kirtan, then you have Japa, then this discussion where a passage, you know, you just read it out uh, or you can ask them to read and then there are some questions to guide the discussion so that they understand and not not very short but uh, you know it's not like a like say one size of a purport like that and then they are a little bigger sometimes and then with questions and so it uh, they understand the questions uh, i mean the passage properly so then what happens the topics have been designed that whatever they have to go to like you know if they have to take krishna sevak then they have to be want to be a vegetarian and all they have to be convinced so the uh, uh, all the literature is geared towards that it elevates them so that they, uh, they come to that level where they uh, are agreeable to commit to that and just before that uh, we have a formal ceremony also siksha ceremony before that we also have a siksha seminar which is also given in that i mean it's very just interactive it's not like a big uh, Interesting presentation just to convince them, inspire them why they should go to the next level. What are the advantages, benefits? So then they are ready to pick up the next level. Like that, it is a very systematic approach. Then you can uh, easily, I everything if you tell uh, in the one go, or if you give it prematurely, then they will resist. Yes, Mataji, thank you so much. Is it possible for you to send that? Is it on like a manual, if it's possible? Yes, yes, I can send you the PDF format to you. Okay, Mataji, thank you so much, yeah. 
and i know that this is not uh, something we applied to family right uh, with the family situation it is different why is with the family also you can do bhakti okay okay yeah you can do see kirtan you can do japa you can do and the discussion you can do and it will be very nice very interesting because you are not telling anything prabhupada is saying there and you are just discussing if you are saying they'll say no they'll say 100 but if prabhupada is saying and you are just discussing that we preaching for family members especially yes mataji thank you so much mataji thank you for your time and uh, i think we can end the call unless someone has any last minute question comment mataji padma priya mataji would you please share rupini padma priya mataji would you please share with us also yes, what i will do i will put it in the every uh, everything chant also for the benefit of all and yeah, i will send you mataji separate just yeah, in case you can get it personally it. also please Yes, that's what I thought. You say that to me. Yeah, I read your mind. Okay, no, I will send you one to one. Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Vanchakal Patil Bhushan ke paas hai. Ashila Gurudev ki desh lagao. Desh mein baba tum janta hai. Karu ke sath baba jindu ke sath baba bani piyo. वैष्णवी